Hello, I am Dr. Timothy Hart, also known as Dr. Connexpert. I want to kind of be more current today and I want to discuss something that has been, um, that has become a serious issue and that is the job employment market. You know, over the, over the last year, we've been having some real issues with the pandemic and with not only with the pandemic, but with how the government has been handling the, uh, the disease, the virus, the, the issues surrounding it. And as a result, many people have lost their employment. Now, I want to say that uh, it is not a good thing to have lost your employment under any circumstances. Even if you're the one who caused it, it's still not a good thing to lose the ability to take care of yourself. So, as you listen to this, I want you, I'm hoping that you would grab on to some, some concepts that maybe have been forgotten in this whole thing. When the pandemic started, the whole idea of social distancing and wearing of masks and then stopping the whole economy has taken its toll on everyone involved and whether the government wants to admit it or not, it has taken a toll on them as well. But we want to talk about the common ordinary person who wakes in the morning or afternoon or whenever and they go to make a living and remember what they're entering. And I'm hoping you as employers will listen very carefully to what I'm about to say because many of you are complaining now because you don't have workers and if you listen to this, I have some answers to alleviate that situation. Now, before the pandemic, remember, people had to go through the interview process, which is not such a terrible thing. However, many people have experienced uh, rejection. And the rejection can cause a person to develop a certain identity. And with that identity comes a certain level of esteem. Now, if a person uh, gets rejected from a job they know they deserve, their first thing they would do is question whether they should be in the industry that they're going into and working for toward. Then they start to question their own ability. When they start to question their own ability, they stop striving for the top spot or stop striving for what they need and want and start settling for that which is beneath their skill set. Now I want you to grab onto this carefully because when you interview someone, all employers, I want you to hear this, when you're interviewing someone, you're not interviewing someone who is entering the job market the first time. Even though this might seem simple, it's actually not. That person is coming in front of you and they have a line of rejection behind them. They have idiosyncrasies about working for you also on their mind. They also are carrying their level of esteem. Will they be able to continue with the job? Then once they get past those, 
their appearance. Are they wearing the right outfit? Is their hair the, the correct length or the correct texture? All of these things people are thinking about when they walk into your office to apply for that job. And if you hire them, let me tell you who you just hired. You hired someone who had to crawl through the mud, crawl under the barbed wire, crawl with the ammunition flying over their head, and then they come to the clearing, which is your lobby, and they're still gun shy. And so you're talking to a person who needs what you're offering, and they forget the essentials that the job needs them, not them needing the job. So they walk into your office and you hire them. Let's go with the positive. You hire them. And then you tell them they're on a probation period. So now they've crawled through the they've crawled through the mud, they've crawled under the barbed wire, they're braving the bullets over their head. They come into your office and now they gotta jump through some hoops. And if they survive the 90 days, now they have reviews that periodically make them up. If you're working in a warehouse, you just have to you just have to work in your in your time. You make sure you're on time. And then nowadays in these offices, they in these warehouses, they have metrics. So if you're one minute, if you're coming back from lunch, coming back from break, one minute, it's a penalty against you. So these people are fighting a war just to make a living. I want you to grab onto that. You can't see that. If from your position as an owner, as a CEO, as a boss, you can't, you're not looking at that right now. What you're looking at is something completely different. You're looking at their production and you don't really care what they had to go through in order to get this job. You just want them to do the job. Okay? Remember, this is what these people were working toward. Now, if you work in the food industry, you have to bust it because it's a tipping industry and you're working for below minimum and you're working hard to give good service because you know that the better your service the better your pay and so after all this happens all of a sudden you're telling these people I have to let you go the government is telling us to let you go you gotta go home and then they put them in a special class essential and non-essential. So I want you to figure, I want you to think about what just happened. Somebody just deemed you essential or non-essential. They just told you you weren't important right now. You weren't important enough to let you continue to do what you do best or what you've been hired to do. And so now you have to sit and you go to the government because they, oh, now they realize, oh, we told them to go home. And we, we told them to sit out. We told them to stay away from the this. We told them to stay away from the that. We told them to do this. We put all these restrictions on them. And they haven't eaten. They got to pay rent. They, and so what happens is the government start, starts cracking down and giving out stuff. Well, we're going to do a moratorium so you can't collect late rent. You can't penalize a person for being late on a rent. You can't penalize a person for not paying their utility bill. You can't penalize a person for not paying this. can't penalize a person for not paying that. And then they 
turn around and say, for those who are at home, we're going to give you unemployment. Now, there are some who are already on unemployment. We're going to extend those benefits. What do you think that person is thinking when they get that first check? Now, we may speculate, but I know I've heard this. Oh, the government's encouraging people to stay home. Of course they are. It's a pandemic. They don't want to spread the disease. And that's what you've been led to believe. They don't want to spread the disease. So yes, they are encouraging them to stay home. They are encouraging them not to crawl through the mud, go under the barbed wire, bring the bullets over their head, and jump through some hoops to make a living risking dying. Okay? Now, you can understand that piece. Now that we are at the place where, okay, you got the vaccine, you got the, you know, the immunity happening. Now, and the, the states are lifting the mask mandates and people are going back to work. Yet, some of them are still collecting these benefits. And you're saying, oh, you guys can come back to work now. Do you think that they really want to come back and work for you after, remember, they didn't forget how they had to crawl through the mud, crawl under the barbed wire, braid the bullets over their head, and jump through hoops just to be part of your program. They haven't forgotten that. Okay? Now, they're getting more, some of them are getting more for not coming to work than for working with you. Do you, as an employer, I want you to think about that for a minute, and I want you to think, if you were in that exact same position, what would you do? We are sorry that you have a business that may fail, okay? But you are collateral damage just like they are collateral damage from some incidents that happened that we don't want to discuss right now. We want, and I'm sure you do, want more people working. Working people are better. Working people don't steal as much. Working people don't don't get involved with drugs as much. The studies are proven. Working people are, are you know, they pay rent. They feel a, a sense of pride because they're doing something and they're earning something, something with their own hands. And everybody's getting happy because someone's working. Now... If you are a business, and I'm going to tell you how to fix this. If you are a business that's offering a 401k, that's offering health life insurance, that's offering uh, certain other intangible benefits that the, uh, the employer, the employee may or may not use. My suggestion to you first is cut out all of that stuff. Cut it. Every single one of it out. The only thing you should keep as part of your offerings, health insurance, okay, because people need that, and possibly a life insurance policy so they can take care of their family. All that other stuff you offer them, you throw that stuff away. You know why? Because nobody cares, okay? A 401k presupposes that somebody's going to be working for you long enough to benefit. It's a seven-year investment period on a, on a 401k. Okay, and most people don't study finance enough to understand the benefit of a 401k. Okay, so here's my suggestion. My suggestion first 
Get rid of all the, uh, trim down your benefit package. Trim it down. Okay? Tell a person, this is what you're going to do. You're going to offer them a job. You're going to offer them health insurance. You're going to offer them life insurance. That's it. Okay? Now, they may look at you and say, huh, well, they ain't offering a whole lot. But in the back of their mind, what are they getting right now? See? Most of those people have to pay Corba. And Cobra, in order to get health benefits or get on this this um, the Affordable Care Act uh, policy, okay, or just pay it out of pocket, go to the to the um, to the Minute Care, okay. So if you cut down all of that stuff, you'll have more money to offer them. See, because this is what you're fighting. You're not fighting the benefit package. You're fighting the wage. So if you offer them the wage, pay people money. Okay? How can I make it any simpler than that? Stop with all of the flowery stuff. Okay? Because when they find out, most people know what you do with that extra money that they that you take out of their check and put it in their account. Most people know what you do. Okay? They may not be super business savvy, may not have an MBA, may not be a finance major, but they understand that that money that you're taking out of their account is staying with your business. And they're not benefiting from it, and that's all they see. So, if you want workers, pay more. You got to pay more than the minimum, okay? And don't worry about the other stuff. Remember, you want to get your business back going. You want to get yourself to making that profit. You need these people operating your system in order for you to make that profit, okay? So, the first two things, like I said, trim down your benefit offerings and pay more money. Now, when you do that and you get those people coming back in, okay, have preferences. If a person has already done what you're offering in the industry, if you're going to worry about calling, making references and all that kind of stuff, all they need is a criminal background check. If you're that serious, that's all they need. Because remember, you need a worker. You don't need somebody who, who you're trying to analyze and, and virtue signal and try to make sure that they're the best possible person. No, you need a worker. And a person who's a worker is going to be honest. They're going to be fair. They're going to be just. They're going to do the right thing. They're going to abide by your rules. Why? Because they're sitting out, okay? And if they, put, if they throw it up at you that they were doing better on unemployment, remember, the first dollar they make takes them out of the employment realm. They can't get under no more unemployment. Okay? And they know that. The third thing is really, really important. Make people feel like something. Because there's a lot of companies, a lot, especially fast food, where people don't feel like anything. They don't, they don't feel valued. They don't feel like people. They don't feel like anything of any value to the company. Okay? So, would you go back and work for somebody? Who didn't treat you like much? Who treated you like a machine? Who always had the, these strict, strict, strict rules? And then you don't get paid much, and the slightest infraction, you come down on them like you know, like you're the Gestapo. Remember, you're, you're not talking to a piece of machinery or a part that goes in, into the powertrain of a car. You're talking to a human being who has feelings. And guess what? If you want to keep a worker, you got to take care of what they value. What do they value? 
They want to be recognized. Come on, somebody talk to me about psychology. Pavlov, what did he say? Maslow, what did he say? See, people want to be recognized. They want to be valued. They want to be treated like something. Okay? And in this current environment, some of the craziest stuff have come out of the mouths of employers. And they have to make laws to stop you from mistreating people. You think people want to go and work knowing that there's a possibility that if they wear dreadlocks that they're going to be discriminated against? Or if they wear braids? Or if they have, or, or if they have their hair cut a particular way? Granted, yes, we have standards and you should have standards. Okay? But there are some things that are just outright ridiculous. Okay? And you want people to work for you? You're talking to somebody who's been self-employed most of his life. And the reason why I've been self-employed most of my life is because at the age of 18, I realized something. I realized that if I decide I'm going to wear a beard, that could disqualify me from a job. I had a problem with razor bumps and didn't look healthy. So the healthy thing for me to do was to grow my hair and learn how to train it. Well, I had to work. So that meant I had to shave it. And I was disqualified from employment because of that. I was also disqualified from employment because I was an aggressive African-American male. I wasn't aggressive as in I would hurt people, but I was very forward. And I didn't I made no bones about letting people know exactly what I stood for and what my code of living was. Okay? I realized I wasn't marketable. So I started to pick up skills where I could use my own ability to make money. Okay? Not everybody has that, especially in this day and time where we have an education system that wants people to sit behind a desk all day. People don't know how to use do, do brick masonry or do glazing or do, uh, you know, or do know how to cut grass, know how to do all kinds of trades, handiwork. Guys, they're not trained to do that. They eliminated home economics and shop class from the curriculum. So now kids are always sitting at desks. They don't know what it means to work a hard day. So this is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a generation of people who haven't worked a hard day in their whole life. And if they have to work a hard day in their life, okay, it's rare, few, and far between. So, how does this work in terms of relationships? Employers, you ought to learn a very strong lesson about people and about dealing with, if you want your business to be successful, yes. Let them know right up front, listen, I'm hard but I'm fair. So if I come down on you, I'm coming down on you for two reasons. One, because I want you to be the best. Two, I want to make a profit. You let people know. Stop always trying to be underhanded and sneaky. And stop having your cronies doing interviews. Because you know a crony is always going to look at somebody who's coming in as a potential threat to their position. So they might be disqualifying people because of their fears. Okay? Now... Let's turn this around. Let's talk about the worker. Workers or people unemployed. Let me tell you something. You can the money, the minute you keep taking these dimes and these nickels from the government, let me tell you what you're doing to yourself. You are creating intellectual atrophy. Intellectual atrophy. That's my term. I coined it. Intellectual apathy. Atrophy is when your ability to use your brain in a productive manner decreases because you are not being made to. Your situation has become very complacent and very relaxed 
So you don't have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow, which would, in a prior day, if you were working for $15 an hour and your family lived on $20 an hour, you had to be ingenious. You had to, be, you had to think and be intelligent and find a way to make that money. So you were constantly thinking. When you're getting a check, you're not thinking anymore. Somebody else is thinking for you. They're telling you, listen here, this is where you go. This is where, And you're fine with it. Because with that, you're getting the free food. You can go to the food bank. You can do all kinds of stuff. Now, I give kudos to those who have found alternative ways to make money. Kudos. See? Though you are the one that everybody's afraid of. See? Because now you are the next pool of competitors to some of these businesses. And if you continue to keep on making your own living and doing your own thing and being your own person, what's going to end up happening is that person you used to work for now becomes your competitor. I used to say this when I was younger, in a younger day and before I became as stable. I used to tell an employee, I used to start telling employers, you know what? You, they said, why should I hire you? I tell them, you should hire me because I'm the best at what I do. And you will not be dissatisfied with my performance. And lastly, I'm just going to be straight honest with you. I can do what you do for anybody else, anywhere, and myself. So if you decide not to hire me, I become your competition. You know they don't want to hear that. So guess what? They want you on their team because you're the kind of person they want. They want a shark. They don't want some goldfish. Okay? So, kudos to you workers, to the people who have, who have decided to do delivery services. I give you a round of applause. If you decided that you were going to go ahead and, and do some more warehouse work, if you were going to go back to your regular occupation, if you started an online business, if you started a podcast, if you started to be a vlogger, if you started all that stuff and got monetized, listen here. We have to say this, and I have to say it, there are only fans created a lot of high-powered people, okay, who are making a lot of money. It might not be what we accept of it, but those women are making a lot of money. So, if you decided to, to do the adult industry, guess what? You know what I mean? We can't be mad at you for making a living, but we can, we can scrutinize what you're doing because... That is encouraging another type of deviancy, but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother lecture. Alright? So, people, if you're working, go back to work. Just go back to work. You know what I mean? And now that you've been unemployed for a while, have a plan. Go to work and then work on your elevation, which is what you should have been doing before the pandemic. Get more education. Try to move yourself into a higher estate, but go to work. See, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with going to work. Nothing wrong at all, okay? You might take a little less in pay. In fact, you can negotiate with your employer. Listen here, can I get a little more pay if I forfeit the benefits? Can I get a couple more dollars an hour if I, if I decide I don't want a 401k, if I decide I don't want the health insurance, if I decide I don't want all this other stuff, I just want straight pay, can you do this for me? If they value you, which I've just finished telling these employers, they need to start valuing people more. Okay? If they do that, then they can make that kind of deal and you can go back to work and then you can plot your strategy to be better. Okay? 
So this is all about what? The social relationship. Now, we're not even going to talk about the pandemic and, and all the idiocy that's happening around masks and all this other stuff. Let's talk about building something positive and learning to work together. Okay? Now, employers, you don't have to like who you hire. Just treat them with respect. You don't have to like them. Just treat them with respect. I'm going to say that again. You don't have to like them. Just treat them with respect. Okay? And respect means... I don't need no, you know, based on my hair, my my national origin, my religion, none of that. Forget about that. Just get a person in the spot and a person who's productive in the spot and do your thing. Workers, stop all of the nonsense because I know good and well I, I've had to go through the mud and go onto the barbed wire and go dodge the bullets and jump through some hoops just like you. You're not talking to somebody who hasn't done that. It's even, it, it can be even tougher as an independent contractor, as a self-employed person, because you have to prove to that person that you are worth doing business with, which is different than being employed by. So, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this has been a blessing to you. I've, it's been working for a long time. And until we decide to get this thing together, we're going to always have some social problems in terms of our incomes. This is Dr. Connexpert, Dr. Timothy Hart, bidding you adieu, have a good night, and I hope this was a blessing to you.